Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week we will conclude our conversation about TNG in general oh. and season seven. Sad. Uh, <laughs> We talked about our uh, favorite episodes and least favorite episodes, talked about the curated list I created for the away team. Uh, I think by general consensus, our first topic of discussion in the second part is Lower Decks. Yeah. Episode that launched an entire series on its own. Consistently, Eris would talk about how she always enjoyed seeing not the officers. Yeah. Like everybody, like she was like, I want a show that's just that. I'm like, everyone. Pays attention Patience, to the executive, we'll <laughs> the executive council, or yeah. whatever. Like, I want to know the dude at the desk. Uh-huh. Like, what's his life like? Apparently, you only get your own room if you're a lieutenant. What the fuck is that about? I thought this was post scarcity. <laughs> like, <laughs> in lower decks, they have to sleep in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> what the? They have bunk beds in the hallway. They have bunk beds in the corridors. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a smaller ship. I, I, I refuse. <laughs> I'm like, this is fucking post-scarcity. You can figure out a way to get people at least their own private space. What the absolute fuck? <sighs> anyway, but yeah, no, I really like, there's a, and especially the fact that we get for sure confirmation that there are, like we knew that there were civilians on the ship, but these civilians also do some serving function capacity. Yeah. They're not just like twiddling their thumbs in the room all day <laughs> and maybe like checking out the arboretum and eating at 10-4. At it's like, funny that you, we have a junior bartender. You were dunking on Keiko <laughs> O'Brien pretty hard there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the way you described that was Keiko O'Brien. <laughs> That's true. Well, no, but she was a botanist. Yeah, but you said the arboretum and just twiddling their thumbs and going to 10-4 like we... Okay, all right. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, Keiko. I'm you sorry. unintentionally slandered Keiko O'Brien. Yeah. And I think you, we won't you stand that. for that. <laughs> but we also really haven't had much of a Keiko episode in mm. Next Generation. We've gotten True. stuff in Deep Space Nine and for sure. Yeah. But Deep Space Nine is a kind of a different beast because it's more of a port town, not a submarine show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we get to see the little guy, essentially, yeah. like the non-executive council. Essentially, it's kind of what I'm calling it because that's what I call, like at my work, we call all the upper ups the executive council because of reasons. We get to know the little bit of like, you have to be a lieutenant to have your own room, which is fucked up. We know that the civilians absolutely are like, I'm not fucking Starfleet. I'll sit at whatever fucking table I want. You know, like if I'm friends with, if I'm friends with Will Riker, I'm going to call him Will. They're like, you're calling my boss Will? Be like, he ain't my boss. <laughs> Guinan's my boss and Guinan and I do shots before I get <laughs> Like, that's the kind of life I'm living and I right call now. her my liege or she thwacks me with a room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I would deserve it. Yes. <laughs> And I, there's there's a lot of and also but the, we get to see how good of a boss Worf is, mm-hmm. right? Which is really cool. I really miss Jax already. I've only known her for two episodes, and I already <laughs> miss her. <laughs> I I really like how we're also we know because every other episode has been about our main crew, and we know them. We know what they're 
motivations likely are and what they're thinking and what, you know, mm-hmm. we, we know, we can guess at what their, their backstory is, but because this is told from the point of view of the Lower Decks people, yeah, they don't know those right. things. And so they're assuming, oh, they hate me or like, I mean, this is all the stuff we all assume about our bosses. Yeah. Like, oh God, did I just make them mad? What did I do? Like, right. oh, I'm going to get passed over for this promotion. Experience. Yeah, everyone except for Mac. Yeah. I'm like, good. Don't, pay. yeah, don't. Yeah promote me you promote me we're gonna have a problem (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's it's that same like so even then like when picard is like absolutely seeming to rip into that girl whose name is escaping me at the moment jaxa sito yes sito (laughs) sito jaxa but jaxa yes so when yeah instant sito so like when when they're he's absolutely laying into her we know that it's very unlikely he would have done that. Right. And honestly, because he would have made Riker do it. Um, <laughs> right. But... <laughs> He's just like, if I actually have to reprimand someone, oh, I delegate that. I, I have somebody for that. So, like, she's going to go off and cry because she's just like, what the fuck just happened to me? But, like, I'm over here being like, there's more to it. Right. But yeah. she doesn't well, know that. She doesn't know that, yeah. I also like that they gossip on it. Like I heard, yeah. <laughs> I heard, I heard fucking Spock's on board, and they're keeping him whole ass hidden. Yeah, <laughs> I I love that. Yeah. I absolutely fucking love that. That is the show Lower Decks. It's like all this gossip and like you know, like the ones who like really care what all the the higher ups are doing, and then there's the ones who's like, I don't care. I just want to be a Lower Decks person. Yeah, <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> this is why you don't keep secrets from. Everybody. It's because that secrets make gossip. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. If you had just fucking, I mean, I get it. This is slightly military, which also blah. But um, <laughs> I'm going to change the subject before I go on a rant about the military. There's a line. Riker, while he's playing the poker game, I am your worst nightmare. <laughs> I transcended, like, humanness. I heard that and I was like, oh no, am I Riker? Because <laughs> there's something about, like, like, when he's boss mode, like, he is a little bit scary. And I'm like, fuck, I've known to do that, too. But, like, but with my friends, I'm known to be, like, the fucking chaotic gremlin worst nightmare. Be like, ha, 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 you'll never catch me alive, coppers. Would meanwhile, like, I've been known to be that person. And I was like, oh, no. I think I might be Riker. We need to change my, uh, my oh, person yeah. thing now. This episode does finally bring into clarity why we keep harping on performance evaluations and crew evaluations. I'm like, oh, they're actually doing something with that now. She has a weird performance evaluation finish. (laughs) Especially in these last, like, one or two seasons. In a weird way, I actually kind of like it because it shows how this ship operates on a logistical level like business of the ship (laughs) yes yeah because otherwise sometimes you're just like ah speed of plot and i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm fine with speed of plot too but like when they bring reality into it with the whole like we need to make sure this is working i was like we didn't have to yet last episode (laughs) when we were just like i guess nobody goes to the bathroom you know now you're actually bringing it up like why so like they're like establishing some kind of rules for cohesion Mm -hmm. in this universe of like yeah it turns out we do have bathrooms the bathrooms being the employee evaluation. Right. <laughs> PBR time. Let's go. I'd like to talk about Sub Rosa. I think okay. it got on your least favorite. Second. Uh, Second. De- down. Yeah. It's masks tier. one out. But yeah. Sub Rosa, and I think Sub Rosa only got ahead of masks only just because of the Scottish aspect. Okay, that's interesting. All right. Now, 
Sub Rosa, what do we think? Like, it, it, I've been pitching this for a while. It's Beverly has an affair with a candle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've seen some... Uh, I mean, traumatic, like, yeah. relationship, non-consensual relationship with a right. candle. I, but yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I wrote the one where Beverly inherits a sex ghost. Yeah. 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 I, I've seen some discourse on Twitter that reframed it as more of a metaphor for, like, narcotic addiction. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting way to... Read the she, episode. Like, gave up her job. She and oh, yeah, like, she was yeah. full on addicted. Completely subliminated by mm-hmm. this this mm-hmm. very visceral mm-hmm. physical reaction yeah. to this, this thing. Here's what I really like. I don't know why people don't talk about this part of the episode more because it, it, you know what I'm getting to. I do. It, it, I'm it, like full on turning my chair to look at Mac. <laughs> be like, all right, sell this to me. It really bugs me. So. There is a planet that is made up to look like the Scottish Highlands. The Scottish Epcot, if you will. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the place is completely dependent on century-old technology. And when they found Scotty a year ago, and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do the rest of my life. They weren't like, hey... Buddy! (laughs) The perfect place for you exists! Yeah! Why why wasn't Beverly like, oh, I've got the solution to this whole problem. Episode over. Bye, Scotty. Say hi to Grandma. (laughs) Okay, okay, but maybe, maybe it's like if you were actually from Renaissance Italy and they were like, we have the perfect place for you and it's the Ren Fair. And then Scotty gets there and he goes, what the fuck? Sure. This isn't goddamn fucking Scotland. What the fuck is wrong with you? If, 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 if that was just the case. But, oh, you also have a bunch of machinery that's a century old and doesn't work all that well? Uh, I'll put up with it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, come on. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, for sure. That was the mothership calling him home. <laughs> also, uh, No one talks about that. Team Beverly is a witch. Yeah. Anyone? anyone? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah grandmother yeah. was definitely a fucking witch. It Go, goes back to the first, when she described her, initially there was a season one episode. She, yeah. She's like, oh, she's into, like, compounds and uh, yeah. healing. <laughs> she makes her own medicine. you like, witch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, I, I, her life went a different direction, but you can see Beverly, like, Put aside the the sex ghost part. I could see Beverly retiring to a village like that and oh, just yeah. being like the town witch, yeah. <laughs> like and reaching her sexual peak in her nineties. Yes, apparently she yeah. can get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I also I do. I, I probably like this episode a little bit more than the rest of you. It sounds like, however, I really do love the moments before she goes full addict and like gives up everything uh-huh. when. <laughs> And Troy are talking. Yeah. And it's like this girly relationship, friendship that they have. And they're like, and she's just like, wants to talk about this fantastic dream she had. Right. And Troy was like, oh, tell me. It's a little like, gross when she says she read a particularly erotic <laughs> chapter of her grandmother's yeah, no, journal. Yeah, no, that's I know. I would have stopped reading. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> I would be like, hey, Beverly, I love you. I'm a counselor. Let's yeah. unpack this. Yeah. Okay. But so just, like you have. The friendship part, like that, yeah, I, I yeah. love that. And so even, you know, knowing that like, okay, so it, when she goes full addict and just gives everything up she's also giving that up too yes um so something's obviously wrong at that mm-hmm. point yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah big dumb episode idea written by the same guy who wrote genesis oh okay so All right. yeah a couple of big wild so why were there no sex yeah. candles in gen in uh... yeah i hope that's oh, the last you said genesis. genesis i thought you said generations no. sorry that 
Should have brought the sex scandal back in Generations. He also co-wrote Generations and First Contact. Oh, so they gave him more work to do. (laughs) They let him run one of the shows for a while. I feel like after Genesis... Oh, I guess also that one too. I feel like after Genesis they would have been like, maybe this isn't the job for you. (laughs) No, they gave him more. Yeah, this was like, oh, this is Star Trek fan fiction. And not in the fun way like Attached was. This is like, I don't understand how this is a Star Trek episode. This could have easily have just as happened in Highlander and they would have a whole different exorcism. Right. Like he, he actually, there was a minute. There's about a minute, but about two years, where he is the hot property on the Paramount lot. He actually co-wrote one of the Mission Impossible's. He made a lot of money. Made a lot of money. So what I'm hearing is that he had a crossroads deal with a demon because I don't understand but how he got this. <laughs> but honestly, he's written some good stuff too on the show. He just, I think, he was spread a little thin at this point. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not his finest. Not not his worst work. He's got some Enterprise episodes coming out that are going to be his worst work. He co-wrote oh, the no. Enterprise finale as well. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Oh, you mean uh, Pegasus? But or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> which he did not write the Pegasus, but he wrote the other. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. I I dug the set dressing. Um, I'm oh, suburbs. Yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm trying to find something good to say about it. <laughs> I the the sky outfits thing. were great baffles me. Like, yeah. if it was like, oh, gosh, we made this all like, I don't know, the American West or something, and they were doing a Dr. Quinn episode. Right. Medicine Women right? episode. Sure. I, I get that. Then it's not not Scotty's thing. But <laughs> Scottish Epcot, based on century-old technology, yeah. that is constantly breaking down. That's his wet dream. That That's everything he needed. He's going to marry the planet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. We are... Coming up to our commercial break, I think we'll just go there early because we may go a little long in the second act because we wanted to talk about some other stuff. So we'll go to commercial break! break! Do you need a Scottish sex candle? Come down to Crazy Lou's <laughs> Scottish Sex Candle Emporium. I've got all of the Scottish sex candles you need. Green ones, red ones, blue ones. This one's name is Ronan. <laughs> I love you very dearly. Call now and get uh, three installments of a $9.99 Irish candle. Express, <laughs> <laughs> we can trade in your old sex candle. <laughs> we have sex candles in all the different genders. <laughs> this one, this gender, this gender, no gender. I'm going out of my mind with these candles. <laughs> they say crazy Lou, you're mentally ill. You can't sell these in a post-scarcity society. But no, you got to bring me money. I just like having it around. It smells nice. At fast. <laughs> a messages of social enlightenment. Black lives that matter. Yeah. Well, black, 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 black lives that matter. That matter. That matter. <laughs> <laughs> I have your home. <laughs> the black lives they matter, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we we're spiraling. Uh, water mm, is life not say <laughs> <laughs> <C'est> la <vie>. vie. <laughs> Be nice to each other or the yeah. Baba Yaga will get you. Look yeah. at Baba Yaga I mean me. <laughs> I would sneak into your houses in the middle of the night and take your pets. <laughs> Here, here, here's a lesson from this week, and it may appear in a, uh, a discussion in uh, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods here soon, which will get us to our commercials. If you are doubtful that you're qualified for a job opening, apply for it anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, okay, 
Again, straight white men. Meet me at Mike too. This isn't yes. for us. I mean, you know you're going to be qualified. Just go in there and get your thing, because it's going to come anyway. <laughs> but everybody else, you're downgrading yourself in your mind. Mm-hmm. You might be qualified. Let them determine if you're qualified. What's the worst they're going to do? Not hire you? They're not going to hire if you don't do nothing. Right. I actually saw a job posting that said, don't think you're qualified? Let us decide. Yeah. Go ahead and apply, and we'll let you... I'm like... Why yeah. doesn't everyone say that? Right. Sorry, you were going to say something. I forgot it. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Got> so wrapped up. <laughs> but yes, people who aren't straight white men will tend to tell themselves, oh, I'm not qualified. I shouldn't apply. Mm-hmm. Apply. Yeah, try it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're going to come to your house and slap you for wasting their time. <laughs> yeah. And if oh, they yeah. do, yeah. if anything, they're just going to ghost you. Oh, right. yeah. That's Chances are that's hey, what they're going to yeah. do. <laughs> and hey, if they do come to your house and slap you... Sue them! And be willing to settle for a job from them so you never get rid of them. No, I'm just saying you that should just be your new job is like I'll just get companies to slap me and then I sue them. I could see that for you. If you enjoy the eruptions that come out of our mouths, then you might also enjoy the other fine podcasts on partyapocalypse.com, including disorganized. A Criminal Minds podcast with your host Z, Laura, and Eris. They are air on Mondays. Uh, we air on Fridays. Another show that airs on Fridays is Beyond the Cabin in the Woods with friends of the show Donna, Kenzie, and myself. We also have full runs of As the Myth Turns, The Fourth Wall, and Friendable's Two Friends talking about Hannibal Lecter. Books, blogs, movie reviews, and nothing else. Partyofathoms.com for all your entertainment needs. The official website of NASCAR. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> no. Z, do you yeah, have let's, anything? Let's, let's, let's not associate ourselves no. with that. <laughs> Z, do you have anything to plug? Yes, I have a TikTok at underscore. It's just Z underscore. Yes. Do you have anything to plug? Visit your local library and get a library card if you haven't already. Also, just like just stop in and say hi. You know, they get bored. Stop up. Just say hi. Yeah, stop in and be like, hey, I listened to this podcast and this chick, Eris, told me to come say hello to you. See you guys later. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I can almost guarantee 80% of the time, whoever you talk to on the other side of the desk is going to be like, oh, that's really sweet. I don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> Love my life. Do you have anything to plug? Tip your delivery people. Yes. Yeah. Well. Well. Because you couldn't get up to go get your shit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm willing to pay top dollar for people bringing stuff to me. Especially if it's <laughs> raining. Oh, I, oh, they get an automatic extra on top of it. I left a huge tip one day on it. It was like a freaking really cold day, and mm. we were just like, all right, mm-hmm. throwing this tip on there. We never have trouble getting somebody to accept our, our DoorDash. I think mm. our reputation is fine. Mm. <laughs> I think once we tipped like 50% because it was snowing outside, yeah. and we were just sort of like, okay, this is like a $30 order, and then like, let's just throw an extra 15 on top of it. It's mm. fine. <laughs> and they were like, are you sure about this? And I was like, yes, you came in the snow. I know. <laughs> you see me still in my PJs? I've actively got Zelda on the TV. I clearly wasn't going anywhere. You're keeping me alive with calories. <laughs> and I think with that, we'll go back to our episode. So we did reunite with Ro Laren briefly. Yes. And she left us again for them Maquis yeah. folks. I actually uh, didn't mind it. Yeah. I, I it was the of... right ending for her. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, because I, I mean, especially after seeing Journey's End, mm-hmm. you start to get a little like, 
All right, these Maki are clear. Like they're not. They didn't. They've got a point. They've got a point. I know the admirals are kind of like, oh, they're terrorists. But I'm like, these are people defending their... Because like, they've been here for more than 20 years. Yeah. I mean, like, a lot of these colonies had been long established. These are these people's homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think if we were in the 24th century, some people at this table would leave for the Maquis. Oh, yeah. Hey, now. <laughs> I was looking at her, but if no, you were you was looking at I was looking at both of you. Oh, okay, that's true. Yeah, that's in true. fact, both of you would have gone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, like, here's, I'm interested in the, yeah, obviously, we're going to save on gas. We love the environment. Yeah. Um, you can only go war five now. I, yeah, which also, uh, okay, like, that oh, was. We throw abs- that out the window. I mean, that was absolutely a metaphor for climate change, and they're like, I guess we'll just use less gas. And yeah. I'm like, okay. That tracks with reality, but yeah, all right. I know, it was like, this hit a little bit too close to home. Thank you, Star Trek. Um, I'm interested in the Cardassian culture. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't like that they love to shoot people and torture them. I mean, that just seems really icky and gross. And I know that y'all are snake people, but you kind of give snakes a bad name. And I really like my long ropes. Except for Garrick. <laughs> Garrick is awesome. I fucking love Garrick. <laughs> yeah. You are Garrick. I kind of, kind of, kind of. I'm Garrick and Riker. Oh my god. <laughs> the, the the head Cardassian dude in is it in Journey's End mm-hmm. that we sort of reached this resolution with him. He's like, all right, we won't kill these people. It's Jeez. fine. They totally did later. <laughs> what? But, there, there's some stuff coming on Deep Space Nine where the Cardassians <laughs> are like, uh, all those old agreements out the door. <laughs> But then it, he's Let's in, get a ship. We'll fly to the Maquis right He's now. in different things, <laughs> Which right? Which is what I was saying. <laughs> you know what? That, that guy shows up again later, right? In, uh, he's chasing some people in Voyager. Let him go. Initially. Oh, Obviously, I thought, I thought harbor he them. showed up in All Good Things. I thought there was something we there watched recently that I said. in All Good Things. Okay. Um, he was this... We saw him again in this yeah. season. Was it is Lower he Decks? in pre- Preemptive Strike? Is he one of the... Yes, yes. He's in Preemptive Strike and <clears throat> and in, in Journey's End. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, yeah. So it's... I, I, I like that they're they're building on that a little bit. But yeah, we mm-hmm. don't get to see much of the Cardassian anything mm-hmm. in this show, particularly. I'm surprised at the top of our first uh, half that I was braced for the away team being vociferously against... The pairing of Worf and Deanna, but that is not mm-hmm. the feedback I'm getting. So uh, Z has dubbed them Morana, not, not Dorf, not Dorf. Dorf <laughs> crossed my mind, and then I was like, Dorf. <laughs> Dorf is only for we, we viciously hate that couple. Yeah. Morana is yeah. like, I'm like, every, I'm digging it. Every ship has two names. They have the like the ship name, uh-huh. and then they have like the anchor, which like keeps them in the bay, which uh-huh. it would be Dorf. Yes, yeah, but, keep them grounded. Like, yeah. that, they don't want to float. Riker up. would call them Dorf. Yeah, yeah. Riker, 100% he is call them Dorf. Oh yeah, yeah, he would call them Dorf. But they're they're Warana. It's a it's a very it's a very delicate name, but it sounds very firm as well. It's Beverly's got the yeah exactly exactly. Beverly's got the Warana button. Yeah, it's right by the Starfleet uniform, (laughs) and then and and meanwhile Riker's got a full on fucking t shirt that he wears over his uniform that says I don't like Dorf. (laughs) They are called Dorf. (laughs) Listen, listen. 
<laughs> Beverly has that extra button. She sets it next to her her Starfleet one. Every once in a while, whenever her and Deanna are getting into fights about Worf, she'll hit their button. And she'll, be like, she'll be like, crush her to, to Deanna. Get a grip. <laughs> and Deanna's like, I hate how that works on me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really Worf like is like, them. I'm going to get the button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really like them. When they when they first um, kind of looked like a thing in Parallels, I was like, but do I ship it? And then they right. were a thing, and then I have the Beholder, and I was like, yes. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. And then Genesis. Oh, are we uh, We're just going to breeze past the idea that Worf sees Deanna as his mate? We're just never going to talk about that ever again? Ever? We're just gonna <laughs> Apparently not. Okay. Apparently no one else is. Yeah. Worf mentions it occasionally after this, and uh, he makes everyone uncomfortable. Oh. <laughs> On I, purpose? One could argue. <sighs> Worf. I actually kind of like makes Riker specifically uncomfortable. <laughs> I do. Riker looks like he'd be a fun guy to make uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's called Riker fishing. <laughs> it's like a full thing. Like, I don't know. Like, you like you have those friends, like, that you just like to poke fun at. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, not fun at, but, like, you like to make it irritated. Like, ah, You know yes. what I mean? Like, even it, Deanna did it to him in yes. the episode where he's playing the trombone and she's like, Nightbird! And he's <laughs> Can't hit, he can't do the solo. Yeah, and or, so or like, how about something else? And she's like, Nightbird. <laughs> or where he's playing the trombone again, and she's like, I love this form of communication with you. It's so much easier <laughs> to understand. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> and she's like, See, I, you're proving me right. Come on, Willy boy. And he's See? like, I hate you. <laughs> See, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I really no one said like, you were crazy. One of us was like, What the fuck? You're pointing at me. <laughs> Looking at me, there was a full-on hinge issue. Because, because we have hidden so many things around your home now, Matt. Not, not, not lately. Not lately. Just it's not your the barbecue day yet. The barbecue sauce. The, the, the plants. Yeah, you know, we've never talked about that on the podcast. That's never funny. Yeah. yeah, we absolutely sneak into Max's house in the middle of the night and hide shit because yeah. we're he. Once upon a time, Max said that. When he was drunk, he said that we were like the siblings. You know, he never had, I guess. And um, my sister's not gonna like that. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> remember if he had a sister or not. Sorry. Um, and uh, and since then, Z and I has decided to make that his personal problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Sometimes I don't notice. <laughs> yeah, no, no, which is great for us. Where we notice and we think my mom came into it. <laughs> they, they do things that we think are passive aggressive gestures from my mother. <laughs> It's real subtle pranking. It is. It's called friendly vandalism. Yeah. I, I coined the term. We don't take anything out of the house. We just bring things in and they, they yeah. leave them in unexpected places. They shelved a jar of barbecue sauce, but... I did it in the right place. Alphabetically. Months, yes, alphabetically correct, which put it right near the Batman movie, so I discovered it in about 12 hours. Yeah. 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 The plants took like three weeks. Yeah. yeah. No, I discovered the plants, but we just never you thought just, you We did, never did, mentioned never it because did, we yeah. didn't well, know it was you, something you, you did. You had said that you didn't mention it until like two weeks after we had planted them. That's and then true. it was like it a week later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the dot, April 1st. Yeah. It was like, weeks. April Fool's Day to us. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, back to Warhammer. We love you. Uh, yes, we love you too. Uh, really, honestly, the way Marina Sirtis told it on the convention circuit back then, that it was it, the pairing with Worf was actually punishment from the writers, because what? she would go around talking shit about the writers at conventions, and it got back to them, and they are like, okay, you're with Worf now. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay, but like... Okay, gross. But second, um... 
I, think I feel play, like they playfully describe no, it. No, for sure. Yeah, not but, like, not like an actual workplace hostility. They did a decent job supporting the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, because yeah. like they start off kind of slow. And it's not like all of a sudden they're dating. It's like these little moments where they're adding together. And like even Worf, uh, or like Deanna brings it up in the parallels where she's like, it started ever since your your spinal mm-hmm. surgery kind of thing. Where it's like, that's where it kind of started. And it's like, can't really tell you when it switched over into an actual romance. But it was like, she pinpointed that date. And then Worf was like, yeah, I did kind of get close to you. But I was like, mm. and then they, they were like, mm. and then like, Riker's over here like, so I didn't say anything. And now Worf is like, maybe I can say something. Anyway, I just say I see the support for the ship. Mm-hmm. As opposed to saying like Diana and Barkley, which I see nothing of. Because that's gross. That's gross. Barkley has a crush on her. That's about Yeah, it. that's as gross. Far as exactly. the show is willing yeah. to go. Yeah, if, yeah, if I see a fucking fanfic that's got like Troy and Barkley on it, I'm going to be like, you're wrong. That would be a wrong. particularly sick kind of fanfic. Yeah, yeah and she's going to be his counselor something. for like years. So. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a permanent counseling position. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She can go to retirement on that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's gross. But Warp, I'm like, okay, no. I Tumblr, <laughs> I, I see you. I respect you. I can see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Riker. They are in Zadi. might mean fuckboy. I don't know. <laughs> it's cute and all, but it's no Warana. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I still oh, like Riker man. and Diana. I absolutely do. Um, I are. mean, they're cute, but, like, they're not endgame. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, sorry right. to tell you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in the beginning of seasons, I definitely thought they were endgame, but they feel so, like... I don't know. So chill with it. It it seems mm. more like a like they're gonna have each other until the end, but not that they're like end game. Okay. I mean, I'm sure that's wrong, but that's yeah, what it feels like. like. That's what it feels like. I mean, I don't want to tell you. Yeah. I yeah, I feel like with the information that we have now, yeah. it can go either way mm-hmm. with them. True, as it's set up now. Because right like, now it does seem very stable and static and kind of plateaued if they start doing episodes where like a bunch of Riker Diana moments especially post breakup because otherwise it's really icky and I don't want to see Diana like no no Diana come on like huh Diana Diana Diana, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> I, I spell it correctly I just can't say it there's Parts. a great moment where she corrects somebody on her name in the next movie that we're gonna watch. So. Yay! Okay, Diana. Yes. yes, someone calls calls her Diana. And she goes, Diana. <laughs> She's a little drunk. Yes. <laughs> Good for her. It's yeah. great. Yeah, I don't see the the wharf and Diana of it all. It all mm-hmm. it all feels like a detour for me. Mm-hmm. But you know what comes next. I know what comes next, but yeah. I think even at the time it felt like a detour. Mm-hmm. Granted, I was ten. I was mm-hmm. like, no, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be with him, Diana. I'm ten years old. I know who you should be with. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be welcome on Tumblr. <laughs> <sighs> I, mean, I can see it. I actually, I can see it working, but I can also see it not working. Right. I think I'm mentioning Because they also, because Worf is also always preoccupied with what Riker is going to think. Yes. Um, and he's treating it like this whole thing, like almost like he has to ask for his permission or something. Yes. Um, and so, like, I can see a relationship being doomed if that, mm. if one half of it is constantly worried about what the ex is going to do. Right. <laughs> if Worf can get over himself, I think the relationship could be great. But mm. also, I don't necessarily see Worf getting over himself anytime <laughs> soon. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, if he does, ooh, I can see how that would work out real well. 
because it's kind of like a weird pincushion relationship, except every once in a while they trade weapons. Where sometimes Deanna gives gives Worf her cushion and says, I'm going to take your bat because <laughs> I got to kill a motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, all right, uh, like I'll hold your cushion, dear. You go get him. <laughs> it's just, it's all very poly. And I just, I think it'd be cute to add Worf into it. Yeah. That's true. Like, that's where I think I, I, the case for uh, Riker and Deanna is there is because I think they are legitimately, and again, soulmates feels like a, a weird term to bring, but they are bonded and connected and each other's person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really matter if they spend several years having sex with other people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, that's incidental to them. It's like, no, I I love you, but, you know, this weird redhead with the fucked up forehead has a video game that shoots lasers into my eyeball, so I'm gonna go see about that for (laughs) you. Deanna's just like, no, I get it. I get it. We like our friend. I mean, they were somehow able to survive Riker sleeping with Crusher while he was a trill for five minutes. That's so true. That's true. He's <laughs> um, like, yeah, that was like literally my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where's <laughs> my best friend? No, he's not. No, you're right, he's not. <laughs> my trombone's my best friend. Will <laughs> <Bill> Riker. <laughs> but the Warana of it all, I think, gives all good things a interesting dramatic undercurrent for the future time yeah um and that's why i think maybe it felt like a detour to me because it caused so much friction in that alternate future mm. for them mm-hmm. that if you, if warana doesn't really take flight then they can all be a big happy family mm-hmm. still that's, that's where i think it came <clears throat> from and yeah Speaking of all good things. Let's talk about all yes, good things. Yeah. Possibly TNG's best episode going out on top. I get messages from Z th- this morning. Apparently Z did not get the memo <laughs> that this was seven seasons and done. And they were like, wait, wait, this is the last season? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I actually didn't want to answer because I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, here's the sad part, right? It wasn't like one of those things. Something. It wasn't one of those things where I started the episode and I was like, wow, this episode an hour and a half long like I wonder if this is the end like I got 30 minutes 30 minutes into it and I was like oh man there's another hour left like that's crazy and it's a season finale though and then I get down to like the last 15 and I was like oh they're wrapping up so many loose threads finally <laughs> like this is nice like I wonder where they're gonna go after this and then it was like three minutes to the end and I was like oh wait I don't think they go anywhere after this <laughs> but they do they already had a movie planned yeah 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 but there's yeah there's no more there's no season eight yeah yeah I um, know I get it yeah it was, it was kind of sad, though. That it was oh, like three minutes to the end. <laughs> Picard season three is pretty much TNG, TNG season, season eight. eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the end, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think commercial happened like 9,000 times Par- watching this. Paramount Plus has so many fucking commercials. that, And they're, they're so funny because like in Force of Nature, um, Picard's like, you've made a very serious charge and we deserve an explanation. I wasn't looking at the screen. And all of a sudden this deep voice goes... Let me tell you a story about a beer. <laughs> yes! Shit like that happened to me too! They don't have it in sync at all. Yeah, it's not in sync with where the commercials were supposed no, to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Data, you're scaring me. Have you ever tried a lighter kind of popcorn? <laughs> yeah. 
All right, I get all the medication commercials, yes. and then the Paramount Plus, and then that fucking Amazon commercial, which I do legitimately like, but I hate that it's from Amazon. I get the Etsy commercials and the trolley. <gasps> trolley, trolley! Yeah, those <laughs> freaks me out, those commercials. You get tons happen. of drug. Yeah, I can sing, what is it? Driver vote! Nothing is everything! It's not risky! Fucking sing it. Yeah. And, Control and every, means everything to me. And every every single one is like, you know, death has occurred. And you're like, then why are people taking this medication? Yeah, yeah. They're, like, they're how like, bad is your eczema? <laughs> right. I was like, I don't care what kind of rash I have. Yeah. I'm not going to risk death to what? fix it. Keytruda, the cancer... I totally get that it. one. Under, Where that like, makes oh, right, sense. Oh, right, but that I was one's like, like oh. you might have diarrhea. I'm like, cancer, diarrhea. I think I'll take the diarrhea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, this is to treat, you know, moderate to severe eczema. It, like, may cause anal seepage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that does not seem like a good trait. I will go for itchy skin. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyways. Fuck commercials, y'all. <laughs> they don't work on me anyway. Tumblr Blaze, that'll work on me. <laughs> and so TNG ends. Yeah. How do you feel about the whole show? I love it. This was really yeah. good. And I hope that they're all as good as this, but I'm getting maybe a couple looks from around the room that maybe uh, they won't Deep be. Space Nine is. I would put it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been enjoying the hell out of Deep Space Nine, I will yeah. say. Yeah. How, how many more series do we have? We've got... To finish Deep Space Nine, Voyager. Voyager, Enterprise. Okay. Never heard of that one. Yeah. Uh, it's a prequel, pre-TOS, yes. with like the very first starship. Okay, how many seasons is that? Four. Four. Okay. Uh, then we've got the Chris Pine movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some TNG movies sprinkled in there. Mm-hmm. And then we get into New Trek, right? New Trek, Discovery. And going into its fifth season will be its last, right? Its last season, yeah. We have... And then like Lower Decks and Picard. Lower Decks, Picard, and uh, Prodigy. And Prodigy. I have a rough schedule that we have maybe about two years to where we were going to be caught up with Trek as it's being produced. And Trek is slowing down. Problem is when we started the podcast. You were making so much. (laughs) Paramount got into a business model where new Star Trek was going to be released every week. Mm -hmm. Oof. And so we were, I mean, at the rate we were doing two episodes a week, we weren't keeping up at all yeah now we're catching up quite a bit and they're slowing down so things are strange new worlds we love strange new worlds is, yeah. yeah and it's strange worlds i like so we're getting there uh i think you guys are really gonna like discovery I, i'm curious to see if you guys are gonna like voyager voyager mm-hmm. has two reactions voyager's the worst or oh my god voyager's the only thing i like mm. interesting so weird to me yeah, I do. Not I I am the only person in existence that finds some middle ground. Apparently, where it's like <laughs> eh, some of the concept doesn't work, but you know, I'm, I'm, all Star Trek is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some real horrible TV shows, so yeah. we'll we'll see. Yeah. yeah, and there's people who really really hate Enterprise, but I like it. This one really really hates the theme song, and I will admit it is cheesy as hell, but. That's okay. They go for a pa- like all the all the shows so far have had an orchestral theme, like ah, mm-hmm. oh, it's rousing and this oh, is like a pop I- song. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a, a full on pop ballad. <laughs> like, a Taylor Swift, uh, a song that was originally sung by Rod Stewart, but sung ah, by someone else. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was in the end credits of the Robin Williams 1998 film Patch Adams. <gasps> oh. Patch Adams is a devastating movie. Yeah. Devastatingly bad. 
Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to fight back. Hold up, I ringside seats here happening now. Clown shoes, like literal clown shoes. <laughs> yeah, there there is some some fear that comes with that movie as far as like clownage goes. But yeah. yeah. So overall, <laughs> yes, overall we like TNG. Yeah, yeah. Yes, good. I love TNG. I know this, you. This I love is, TNG too. This is my show. Yeah. Um, Lower Decks is getting up there, but that's because it does so much fan service to Next Generation that Yay. it's like, Lower Decks is contingent on having weird references to Next Gen. Even episodes you wouldn't think they would go back to, they do, which is hilarious to me. This is my crew. This is my ship. Yeah. I love Data. Yeah, good. Data is for sure my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Picard. I mean, yeah. he, he's got some rough spots to him. Mm-hmm. He's not perfect. Yeah. But space dad, it, it do you understand the 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 efforts taken me from not <laughs> not viewing James T. Kirk mm. as some sort of role model to shifting over to Picard? This is an evolution. Mm. <laughs> and actually, I think that is perfect way to segue into uh, our next discussion. next time. <laughs> we will move on to TNG's first feature film, Star Trek Generations. We're taking one final trip. The Enterprise D crew. We're gonna put up with one more appearance by one Wilhelm von Shatnervich, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll kind of see a weird grocery list of a movie that has some nice emotional moments in it. Yeah. 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 Okay, bye. bye! bye!